Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even with the best script, director, and cast in the world, no movie gets everything right. In fact, some go disastrously wrong, turning off fans completely to the point where all the filmmakers can do is shift course with the sequel, raise their hands up, and admit, hey, we messed up here, we're sorry. Fortunately, everyone loves a redemption story, and these following follow-ups course-corrected their franchises and perhaps even renewed mainstream audience interest in the series. I'm Josh from WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 movies that are basically one big apology. Number 10, Halloween 2018. The horror genre is no stranger to bad sequels, but perhaps none have been quite as effusively apologetic for a series' prior sins as Halloween 2018. Rather than attempt to course-correct the existing franchise continuity or flat-out reboot it, David Gordon Green's film decided to disregard every single sequel since John Carpenter's 1978 original. And considering the innumerable indignities Michael Myers has suffered across 40 years, it's easy to understand why. Though the first two Halloween sequels weren't bad, thereafter the series became increasingly desperate to bolster its box office returns with increasingly outlandish storylines, which misguidedly demystified Myers' very nature. The final film in the original continuity, Halloween Resurrection, saw franchise hero Laurie Strode killed off much to fans' disdain, before the IP was given a grotty 2007 reboot at the hands of Rob Zombie. Halloween 2018, though still flawed, did stick far closer to the suspenseful spirit of the 78 original while bringing Laurie back into the fold, but crucially also ditched the familial link with Michael that was first introduced in the 1981 sequel. As a result, it was a huge success and teed up two sequels of its own. Number 9. Casino Royale 2006's Casino Royale didn't simply usher in the Daniel Craig era of Bond, but marked a major tonal departure from the Pierce Brosnan age of 007. As terrific as Brosnan was in the role, his four outings became increasingly ridiculous to the point that even some die-hard Bond fans were left turned off by the cartoonish CGI-slathered silliness of Die Another Day. Even if you could stomach the unbearably goofy scene where Bond surfs a CGI tsunami, the sense of fun was somewhat muted by the fact that the Bond franchise in general had been exhaustively sent up by a trio of Austin Powers movies. And so, the decision was made not only to cast the physically unconventional Craig in the part, but also fashion Casino Royale as a table-clearing continuity reboot, well, beyond keeping Judi Dench as M, of course. The result was a grittier action thriller far more consistent with the aesthetic and tone of the Jason Bourne movies, with a greater emphasis on practical action sequences, a more serious mood, and a 007 who was more of a blunt, rough-around-the-edges bruiser than a varnished charmer. Subsequently, Casino Royale ended up revitalizing interest 
best in 007 with the mainstream audiences. Ensuring the Craig years were by far the most lucrative the franchise has ever seen, while Craig himself has been consistently held up as one of the strongest screen renditions of Ian Fleming's iconic spy. Number 8. Friday the 13th Part 6 Jason Lives It's fair to say that the Friday the 13th franchise quickly tumbled in quality following the classic 1980 original, but it hit a new low with the release of the fifth film, Friday the 13th A New Beginning. The sequel left fans fuming with its climactic reveal that hockey mask wearing machete wielding murderer Jason Voorhees wasn't actually the killer, it was a copycat playing pretend. As its title suggests, A New Beginning was an attempt to steer the franchise away from Jason, with Tommy Jarvis ultimately being implied to carry on the torch. Fan response though was universally negative, reflected by the film's underwhelming commercial performance that the producers quickly changed tack for the sixth film, Jason Lives. This sequel not only began by immediately resurrecting Jason, but also adopted a far less serious tone than its predecessors, practically winking at the audience on occasion while doubling down on the creative kills. It was the equivalent of telling fans, look, we know we're goofed, we're sorry about that, and the result was easily the best of all the Friday the 13th sequels, and arguably the strongest film in the entire franchise. Number 7. Rocky Balboa Though the Rocky franchise was certainly long in the tooth by the time 1990's Rocky V came around, fans still had enough love for Sylvester Stallone's signature character that it was tough to get too bent out of shape about it. Plus, with the original film's Oscar-winning director John G. Alvidson returning to helm, there was a not unreasonable expectation that it might close the franchise out in fitting fashion. But instead, Rocky V brought the original run of movies to a miserable end by diagnosing Rocky with brain damage and trapping him in a dull storyline with street boxer Tommy the Machine Gun. For all of Rocky's ups and downs over the years, the apparently final entry into the series saw the legend disappointingly hobble off the face of the earth. That is, until Stallone resurrected the series with 2006's Rocky Balboa, which effectively ignored everything fans hated about the fifth film, especially his brain damage, while giving the beloved icon a far more fitting send-off. Yet of course, Sly couldn't resist but come back for the two recent Creed movies, even earning a Best Supporting Actor nom for the former. Number 6. Scream 4 The first two Scream films so brilliantly skewered the tropes of slasher films and slasher sequels, the fans were eager to see how Scream 3 would up the ante. Sadly, the third time was not the charm, as Scream 3 ended up dialing back the sharp satire while falling prey to the very silliness that the series itself had been ribbing up to that point. Lacking the nimble intermingling of scares and laughs that made its predecessors such winners, Scream 3 relied over-eagerly on melodramatic backstories and ridiculous plot twists. Tellingly, this is the only film of the original quadrilogy that Kevin Williamson also didn't write. Though it seemed like the series' goose was cooked, Scream 4 finally materialised 11 years later and benefited massively from the canyon of time that had passed since Scream 3 allowing Wes Craven to enthusiastically satirise changing trends in the horror genre. First and foremost, Scream 4 was a game bite back against the film industry's relentless thirst for remakes and reboots, and the now common tendency to soft reboot dormant franchises with younger up-and-coming cast members. Scream 4 got its teeth back, and now that another 11 years have passed yet again, it'll be interesting to see how next year's fifth film, simply titled Scream, engages with more recent genre developments. Number 5. Bumblebee. Michael Bay's Transformers is the epitome of everything people hate about $200 million blockbusters. Namely, that they're dumb, loud, bloated, and more or less assume that the audience members are idiots. Though the original 2007 Transformers received some scattered praise, the sequels were largely panned for their terrible scripts, cacophonous action, and frequently offensive attempts at humour. 
Considering that Transformers is primarily a franchise for younger children, skewing the bare movies towards hormonal teenage boys always felt like a cynical misstep. One finally corrected with the release of 2018's Bumblebee. With Bear only involved as a producer this time around, between the eye-popping action, namely a fantastic prologue set on Cybertron, and a charming cast led by Haley Steinfeld, Bumblebee was the breezy sub-two-hour slice of tentpole escapism that Transformers always should have been. Number four, Alien Covenant. Ridley Scott's Prometheus was designed to kickstart a new trilogy of movies which would eventually lead to the events of his own 1979 Alien. Though Prometheus was generally lauded by critics for its incredible production values and Michael Fassbender's excellent performance as Android David, fans were decidedly less kind to it. Particularly grating to the ride-or-die crowd was the frequent stupidity of the scientist characters, while new introductions to the alien law, namely the engineers and the creation of the xenomorphs, were hugely divisive. Beyond that, many were left frustrated at the near-total lack of actual Xenos in the movie, save for that final scene. Follow-up Alien Covenant saw Scott ditching his original plan for a direct Prometheus sequel, instead crafting a new story focused on the Xenomorphs, with Fassbender dragged along for the ride in a tasty dual role. In arguably learning the wrong lessons from Prometheus's mixed response, Scott nuked the engineers out of existence in a single scene, killed original protagonist Elizabeth Shaw offscreen, and had the third act devolve into a flat-out schlockfest with a host of CGI Xenomorphs. This was a clear case of a filmmaker trying to give the fans what he thought they wanted and make up for what came before, though ironically only delivering something frustrating in a completely different way. Number 3. Triple X – The Return of Xander Cage Though 2002's action thriller Triple X was a stonking box office success to the tune of $277 million worldwide, star Vin Diesel ended up backing out of the 2005 sequel State of the Union because he disliked the script, and so the follow-up made the ill-advised decision to kill off his protagonist Xander Cage. Consequently, Triple X 2 was a colossal critical and commercial failure, barely making half of its $113 million budget back at the box office, which was attributed to not only Diesel's absence but also, well, its awful script, flat direction, and hideous visual effects. Though it seemed like the once-promising IP was deader than dead, 12 years later the belated threequel Triple X Return of Xander Cage finally arrived. Beyond retconning Cage's apparent death and bringing Diesel back into the fold, the third movie is basically a big-budget homage to early 2000s action movies. While being just self-aware enough not to irritate. While State of the Union felt like a straight-to-video knockoff that somehow tripped and fell into cinemas, Return of Xander Cage was the ludicrously, stupidly entertaining sequel the original deserved all along. Number 2. Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker Not all apologies are warranted, and that's certainly the case with Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. After the first film in the Star Wars sequel trilogy, The Force Awakens, was criticised for being too much of an homage sequel to A New Hope, Ryan Johnson's follow-up The Last Jedi went in the entire opposite direction. Critically lauded, though more divisive with fans, The Last Jedi threw most of the fan theories out with the bathwater, hurling several big narrative curveballs at the audience in the process. Following the massive controversy, J.J. Abrams decided to fashion the saga-capping follow-up as a course correction of sorts, walking back The Last Jedi's biggest controversy that Rey was a nobody, bringing back Palpatine just for kicks, and basically vomiting two hours of lazy fan service at the screen. Consequently, The Rise of Skywalker ended up falling flat for even those who loathed The Last Jedi because it felt less like a coherent, motivated story than it did a soulless attempt to please the most vocal complainers among the fanbase. Number one, 
The Suicide Squad. There aren't many films in recent years more disappointing than 2016's Suicide Squad. Off the back of an excellent marketing campaign which suggested the film would be the DCEU's answer to Guardians of the Galaxy, it turned out to be a messy, weirdly boring superhero flick that had evidently been chopped up and reshaped during post-production by studio execs. Director David Ayer claims that his original cut of the movie is vastly superior, one which, post Snyder Cut, Warner Brothers still insists we'll never see, but beyond Margot Robbie's strong performance as Harley Quinn, the gritty team-up mostly fell flat. But this summer, the DCEU may well get its own Guardians of the Galaxy-type vehicle, given that the Guardians director, James Gunn, has helmed a soft reboot of Suicide Squad, simply called The Suicide Squad. Reuniting most of the key cast members from the first film with a new ensemble cast, The Suicide Squad is a half-sequel, half-do-over, which, with its R rating and irreverent tone, should hopefully be the movie we all hope to see back in 2016. As successful as Gunn has been within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it'll be great to see him let off the leash with a more permissive content rating, and considering the film's lack of direct links to the wider DCEU, freedom to do pretty much whatever the hell he wants. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.